morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for God is so good to us. He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves, and I'm just so grateful to be here yet in this place one more time to give his name the honor and glory the first Sunday of 2024, amen? The first Sunday of 2024. We could have been anywhere else, but God allowed us to be here. And I'm grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. Without any further ado, we're going to move right into our worship part of our service and give this service part over right over to Sister Dominique. Sister Dominique, it's on you. Good morning, St. Thomas. Happy New Year. It's such an honor and a privilege to worship a true and a living God.
hallelujah, Lord. You're so worthy to be praised on this morning, Lord. You're so worthy to be praised, Lord. We give your name, the honor, the praise, the glory, and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch thy glory, oh God. But Lord, we just put our hands up to you in praise right now. Why don't you lift your hands to him? How many of you know that he kept you through all of 2023 up until this present point in time? Maybe it didn't go exactly the way that you thought it should go. Maybe it didn't come out the way you thought it should come out. But nonetheless, his glory, his His grace. But you did, hallelujah, and we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We love you for that, Lord. Lord, we thank you for bringing us here safely on this morning, oh God, to celebrate in person with you, oh God, this first day of the year, oh God, this new year, oh God, a day I've never seen before, Lord, and we honor you in this place on this morning. We praise your name, Lord Jesus, for your wonderful, your kind, your love, your peace, your omnipotent, your all-seeing, oh God, Lord. We thank you for the saints, Lord, who are gathered here on today, oh God. We thank you for those, Lord Jesus, who are at home, Lord Lord, you are sick and shut in, oh God, and battling all kinds of colds and things, oh God. But Lord, we thank you, Lord, you, that they're going to recover, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, you, for your blessings. We thank you for the doors that you're opening, oh God. We thank you, Lord, you, for Sister Harris, oh God, blessing us with that wonderful gift, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, you, as you continue to watch over and keep her, oh God, during our pregnancy, oh God. Bless her, oh God. Keep her, hold her up, oh God, like only you can. Lord, we thank you, Lord, you, for all our church members, oh God, that are here. Lord, we thank you for them traveling, oh God, over the dangerous highways, oh God. Some come near and far, Lord, and we thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for those, Lord Jesus, who desire to be here, oh God, but are physically unable, oh God. Lord, I ask that you bless them and you keep them, oh God. Lord, you love on them, Lord, like only you can. Bless them in that going in and that going out, oh God, Lord, and we just honor you for all that you've done, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this new day, oh God, this new year, Lord God, this new opportunity to come forth and give your name the honor and the praise. Lord, we thank you for friends of this ministry, oh God. We thank you for those, oh God, who come in and check in on us from time to time, oh God, to see that we're doing okay, Lord. And we just honor you, Lord, and we love you. And we praise your name, Lord, for you're worthy to be praised, Lord. And hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise for he's good and he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give him honor. We give him glory on this morning. Lord, and we praise his name. We praise his name for God is good and he's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Welcome to 2024, y'all. Welcome to 2024. I don't know about you, but I am excited to know that this is a new year and to be able to celebrate that this is a new year, a new opportunity to stand before you and declare God's gracious and his good and holy word, amen. For he didn't have to do it, but he did. And I am for one and grateful. Thank you for all those who traveled up and down the dangerous highways, wasn't sure how things were gonna turn out on this weekend, amen. But we pressed our way and God saw fit to let the weather be warmer and we are grateful for that. How many of you feel good in your body this morning? Hallelujah, I'm just grateful to be here in my body and be in my right mind. I ask that you all continue to keep First Lady in your prayers, amen. She's been fighting a nasty sinus infection for about two weeks now, amen. And I guess it's one of the worst ones she's ever had, but um, it's just been one of those things. She's taking medication and, and Preston's at home sick also. And, um, and then she decided to also keep my mother-in-law there with her today. And I know she wanted to come today because today is her birthday. 
Amen. Uh, I think she may be, don't give me the line, I think she might be 78 years old today. Amen. So we're grateful to him, for God for keeping, um, as we call her, Roro around our way. Amen. And we're just grateful to God. And I don't know if we have any other birthdays that I may have missed. I mean, put them in the chat and let us know. We want to um, thank those um, new members and, and new people who are there in the chat watching by Zoom on this morning. We didn't get the broadcast live like we normally would because of the, the internet here is very good. As you can tell, we don't have those issues anymore. But because it's a school, they do have what limitations on what they're allowed to be streamed. So all the major streaming networks have been disabled. So what I'm doing is I actually, um, we can still do the Zoom, which is our, you know, our members uh, mainly. And then we're able to um, send this out later. So I, when I get home this afternoon, we'll put this on and it'll come back on YouTube and all our other platforms. So. Uh, it'll be fine. So um, when we're in person, we will be on a delay, amen, which is fine with me, amen. So that'll give some people some enticement that I want you here. Hallelujah. But, um, but any other time, we'll be on our regular schedule as um, far as that. And we're just so grateful to each and every person for being here, for God is good. Welcome to the Safe House Church. If this is your first time being with us or watching us, we're just a group of people here in East Greensboro who's loving the Lord. And enjoying the trip, amen, for God has just put his hands on us, and he's been good to us, and he's watched over us, and he's cared for us, and he's continually opening doors for us, and we're just grateful to whom, whom, him from whom all blessings flow, amen. I want to know, how's that basketball season going, little lady? Going good, amen, amen. We're just so grateful for all the things God is allowing us to do, and our children to do, and, and others, amen. We thank him for our jobs, our homes, and Everything he has, because everything we have come from him, our ability, amen, um, our ability to move and walk and talk and think, and, um, and the things that we have, things that he allowed us to have, amen, and he's taught us how to move forward in that vein. So here at the Safe House Church, we work off three principles we believe God has called us to be. We call them DEA, discipleship, empowerment, and accountability. I am a broken record on those things, amen, because it's important that we be discipled in the space and then we be accountable to some um to each other and then um and then we be empowered to use the things that god has given us to walk forward in and we are grateful um for that as we go forward so um, this morning i'm not going to keep us long amen we're going to go forward i do have that plan i need to catch later on this afternoon amen and i ask that you all continue to pray for me in those dangerous airways amen it seems like it's getting more and more dangerous every day and Close to the airports right around here. They, they almost had a major mishap in Charlotte. I think it was last night or night before when the plane was coming down and somebody hadn't gotten off the ground. That could have been bad, and I'm just grateful. Every time I get up there, I tell people, I'm very serious about it. You know, if the Muslims can stop and pray in the middle of anywhere, I stop right there in the middle of the jetway and put my hand on that plane, and I pray every single time. Sometimes I think some of the students, they'll see me and they'll say thank you. Amen, because they know. They know. They up their way even more than we are. Um, and when you up there, you don't have any control, amen. You really own the, I say I'm on the wings of Jesus when I get up there, amen. And I just and, and enjoy the trip and I'm doing the things that we have to do. But we're just so great. I'm grateful for that. So continue to pray for me as we travel along the highways. No delays, no anything um, as we move forward. And I continue to pray for you because the highways, believe it or not, are even more dangerous, right? Because everybody's on the highway. So just ask God to continue to watch over keepers. I saw there was a school bus that slid over in the ditch here, right down the street here in the Alamance. Amen. So danger's all around us, but it's God's grace and mercy that keepeth us, and I'm grateful for that. 
So just for a few moments on this morning, if you would take your Bibles out and turn with me to the book of Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, we want to go to chapter number five. First Thessalonians chapter number five. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting anything? And we want to go to verse number 12. So this is the new year, and you all, next week you'll see our new background that I have for the Zoom, I mean for our um, online um, presence, amen. But we're deeply invested, and everything we'll talk about this year will come from that point of view of being invested. Invested means that you're being very intentional about a thing. And then to be very intentional about a thing, that you can be intentional but not be all the way in. You know, sometimes, I don't know about you, you know, when God blesses you to be able to do a whole lot of different things, sometimes you do those things, but you do them in short. Um, you know, there's this thing that people talk about where I am a multitasker. And the tr truth of the matter is nobody's technically a multitasker. What happens is, is that you're able to process things so quickly that you end up processing them in micro bits. What I mean is that, that you put yourself attention on this for like two seconds, and then you move your attention to something else for two seconds, and then you go back to that thing for another two seconds, and you're doing it so quickly, it appears that you're doing them at the same time. Now, I know me, I, back in the day, I used to tell people, and I, and I used to pride myself on being a multitasker. And what I found out, in fact, was that I was separating or I was dividing the power that I could have put to one project, I was dividing that up over time. And instead of being really focused on one or two things, amen, I was focused on several things. Now, was that successful for me? Yes. And that's why it's hard to stop doing it because when you've been successful doing a thing for a long time or doing something a certain way and then somebody else comes along and say, hey, look, this is a better way to do it, it's kind of tough. I've been reading a book here lately and actually I just finished this book. It says, what got you here won't take you there. What got you here won't take you there. And I know many of us, we find ourselves that we've been maybe highly successful. God has continually to bless us, and he's opened up doors. But there's another there that God wants to take you to, and I'm finding that it's going to require a different skill set. It's going to require a different way of carrying yourself. It's going to require a different way of interacting. And I'm finding that as now in my, my job, amen, and I came in, I, I know originally, my job and grateful for the opportunity but as I told the people that I serve there that I have to learn how to be a dean and I can already see some differences between when I started and when I come in now because I understand the power of my words I understand when I say certain things now that people take it very very serious I may have just been joking about it but sometimes you got to understand the power of your positioning mm -hmm. And see, this is where we are as believers, that God is now ready to take us to the next level. But in taking us to the next level, we have to understand the power of our positioning. We have to understand the authority that we have. We have to understand um, the platform that we have given. And don't underestimate yourself. You know, I know this week, if you've been, unless you've been under a, a rock somewhere, that you saw on the internet that this famous comedian named Cat Williams has been saying some things and, and I don't think people really understood or the power or the platform that he had. Matter of fact, I don't think he's understood the power of the platform he had and some of the things that now he has said that he thought maybe only a couple of hundred people would see. Now I checked and I saw and I wanted to look out of curiosity this morning that that video has been viewed for three, four hours over 28 million times in three days. 
We're talking about the power of your words. And so many of us underestimate what God has done for us. What we're, but what I'm finding is, is that, brothers and sisters, the same thing, we can see it, we've seen it again with these little cups called Stanley Cups. Those cups have been around for forever. And early in October, Madison, my daughter was asking us, said, Dad, I want one of those cups. And I guess because it was a thing at her school. So it was already kind of going on underground. And then a viral video came out about them. And, and some lady's car was burned, burned with her cup in there. And the cup didn't get destroyed. When the, cup, when the cup did not get destroyed, nor the ice that was in the cup, and the car was on fire. <clears throat> True story. You can look that up. And as a result of that, the Stanley Company bought her another car because she gave them a free advertisement. And now we see what's going on with the cup. So is it the same cup? Yes, it's the same cup. It's been the same cup, from my understanding, since maybe 1918 or something like that. Because they were making things for what? People who were constructionists. But what they did is now they have a place that they have changed their audience. Same message, different people. And what I'm here to tell you today, that God has us, we have the same message. It's still one Lord. It's still one faith. It's still one baptism. But we may have to change the audience that we've been talking to. Because clearly, it's been demonstrated to me over the last couple of days with the Stanley Cup bow and with the Cat Williams thing going bow, that there are people out there who want to listen. Of course, we know that junk travels much faster than the truth most of the time. However, but there is still a remnant who is really, really searching for truth. And, they, and, and, and I, I saw that in this week because people were taking the things that he said and they were doing what? They were fact-checking them to see if they were true. And the more things that they found to be true, the more credibility they gave him as the source. And what that does in turn now, as it continues to build his credibility, it gives him another platform that he never would have gotten before. And what I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that God is allowing you and I to go through some things so that you will have more credibility than you've ever had before. I know you asked yourself, Lord, why am I in this situation? I know I ain't even got to my text yet, but I'm going on. But you ask yourself, Lord, why did this happen to me? Lord, why did this happen in my body? Lord, why did this happen in my family? Why did this happen in my situation? I'm here to tell you today that he's doing this to lend you credibility. See, sometimes you got to go through some things. They say lived experience is better than told experience. It's one thing for me to be able to read in a book what happened and, and understand the details of what happened, but it's another thing for me to actually be in the midst of it and actually experience what happened to me. If you were able to experience if your child was sick, if you was able to experience your loved one's death, if you was able to experience and see that, then you have a different compassion for people. You have a different compassion, and you see things a little bit differently. Why? Because you don't even put yourself there that I can empathize, but I can sympathize because I have been a part of what you have been into. Amen. So here we find that all these things come into what we talk about being invested deeply. So now I find when I'm investing myself deeply is that I am focusing more. What I encourage you to do today, and I'm, and I'm pushing you on this year, is that Find two to three things that you're going to just focus on this year. Find two to three things. Don't get a whole bunch of things, because what happens is then you have a hard time trying to figure out all those things and how to measure them. But two to three things that you're going to focus on this year. Maybe that's going to get your, your house in financial order, because we're going to go through a whole situation. We already know that. We can see it.
Maybe that's to get your health in order. That You know what? I got to be able to be physically healthy to be able to carry this word. I don't know about you, but jumping in and out of planes has taught me I got to get myself in a little bit better shape because if I'm going to carry this thing and I'm going to go all over the place, then what? I got to be able to physically take care of me. Mm-hmm. And see, so all these things, you know, maybe it's your communication that you want to be able to communicate better with people. Maybe they, you know, you misunderstood a lot and the things that you said have been taken out of context and out of misconstrued to the point that you've gotten to the point that you don't want to say anything. And that's what the enemy wants us to do because he wants us to shut our mouth and not share the gospel with anybody or anything. Amen. So let's go ahead and right here. Let's read our text. Amen. I didn't went on. On this morning, I want to get to this text because it falls right in line with what we're t- um, all what we're talking about in this morning. Let me get the Bible read. So we want to go to First Thessalonians, and that's five and twelve, and we'll go through um twenty eight. And it says this: And we beseech you, brethren, to know that which labor among you and are over you in the Lord admonish you, and to esteem the very high in love. For their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the free-minded, um, support the weak, be patient towards all men. See that none render evil for evil until all un, until any man, but every follow that which is good, but among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not the prophesying. Um, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the Lord, and the Lord, and the very God of peace shall sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul be soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you amen so if I lose use for a subject on this morning as we have already kind of gotten into that um, that text already I want to use for the subject this morning start here get there start here get there as we know, every time the calendar turns over and to a different year, and this year we find to be a leap year, this meaning that um, they have an extra day. So I think that means that now February will have 29 days versus 28. So Black History Month, we gained 24 more hours. Amen. So in that particular year, every year people run over and they turn over and they do this thing where they call a New Year's resolution. And in this resolution, they, they declare that I'm going to do this this year or I want to do that. And they start out many with good desires and good intentions of how they want to move forward. Now, me being a mathematician or a person of measurement, then to understand if I made any progress, I must start with a benchmark. So if we start on day one as that benchmark, this is my start here. Here, if you go into the mall sometimes, and I don't know about you, I don't have the best sense of direction. So I have to go in the mall and I have to look at that little thing and I'll be looking for that star and it says that you are where? 
here. And from there, I'm able to look at the map and decide if I want to go left, if I want to go right, if I want to go straight, depending on where I want to go. So to start here and get there, you must know where there is. You must have a destination in mind. You must have a place that you want to go. And here, what I want to encourage you brothers and sisters to look at is that I just don't decide what I want to do, but I can soak God in what it is that you want me to do. But he tells us to pray without ceasing. He tells us to seek him where he may be found, that he shall find that we should find him. So therefore, the first thing we should always do, number one is, uh, number one, for those who are taking notes, number one is ask. Prayer. This is why he tells us to pray. Praying without ceasing. Praying to him. Why are we praying? We are praying because we are seeking direction. Amen. When I'm in that mall and I'm here and I'm looking there, I know that, okay, I want to find myself at Walmart, if that's the case may be. And I'm not sure which direction to get Walmart. I know that Walmart may be in the area, but I don't know exactly how to get there from there. So therefore, what I go to the one who knows how to get there, and I ask for direction. And when I ask for direction, he will give me direction. So most of the time, we got to stop and say, where am I? Lord, where is it that you desire me to go? What is it that you desire me to do? So many times we get caught up and we just start running and we start doing things. But watch this. The Bible said that he would give you the desires of your heart, which means to me also that he would tell me what he wants me to desire. So if I seek him, the things that now that I desire are the things that I desire of him because I want to be pleasing unto him. For the Bible says that what, when a man is married, that his desires are what? Unto his wife. And the wife desires is unto the husband. Why? Because they want to please him. So when we serve God, our desires are what? Unto him him because we want to who? We want to please him. And in pleasing him, then he does what? He takes care of us. So the first thing we do to find how do we get there is we ask in prayer. Lord, where is there for us? You, there for you and your family may be different from my, me and my family because each one of us have a call. Each one of us have a walk. Each one of us have somewhere that he desires to go, that he's giving you unique talents and things that you only can do, things that you do that if you don't do them, nobody else is going to be able to do them quite as well. The world will be missing that part if you don't do them. So therefore, we have to what? ask in prayer. Get together with your wife. Get together with your family and seek God in prayer. Lord, what is it that you have with us to do in 2024? For. What is it, Lord, that you would have us to move, Lord? This is what we think, and it's okay to come in what you think and say, Lord, this is what we were feeling. Lord, this is what we thought, and either one or two things is going to happen. Either he's going to confirm that, or he's going to give you something else, and you're going to find yourself shifting, and you're going to shift in the area he wants. If not, then you're going to find yourself continually to go in the direction that you've already started. The Bible says it like this. He said, write the vision and make it plain. So therefore, there is some work for you to do. You must start Amen. That you start putting that, Lord, is this what you want us to do? Lord, is this the path that you have for us to go? The second thing that we do in this, this is the part that we don't do a whole lot, is he tells us also that what we are to what? Prayer and what? Meditation. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody. I know people talk about meditation because of the Eastern religions that talk about meditation and how they do all these things. But meditation actually comes from the Bible. Amen. He said that what? We are to pray and then we pray and then we wait. The Bible talks about that they tarry. Tarry means to wait. They say that what they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Why do they renew their strength? Because they get an answer to their problem. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but when I get an answer to my problem, I don't 
them, I get ju- I get rejuvenated. I get energy that comes out of somewhere because now I know how I need to move forward. Now I know how what I need to do to go forward. Now I know what I need to do to change the situation or to move forward to the progress that we desire to move forward. So in all our praying, and praying is good, and we should always pray. He tells us to pray without ceasing, amen? So we're constantly praying, but how many of us actually have been intentional about meditating? I'll be the first to tell you that I ain't done it, but I'm about to start. Because I asked myself, well, I got this far, but did I not just get through telling you that what brought you here is not going to take you there? Because there's another level. See, I only can go as far as those who, who are above me, and after that, I started experiencing some things for myself. See, when I went through undergrad in college, it, it was kind of a breeze for me because I had my dad, and he was telling me, do this and do that, and I trust him. And I did exactly what he said, breeze right through it. But when I got to grad school, that thing was different. Why well, I didn't have nobody to navigate that road, so I had to learn that road myself. And, and I messed up sometimes, and, and this happened, and that happened, I got myself in debt, and all these things, different things. Now I have this information and what I'm going to do. I'm going to pass that on to my children and anybody else they wanted to hear. Say, oh, don't do that. Because I know that road. But then there comes a time that God brings you to a road, like he did Abraham. He said what? Get from among your kinfolk. See, he was talking to me, too, because, see, as long as I'm among my kinfolk, there are people I trust. And because I trust them, I look to them for answers. But God will get you at a place that now they can't even give you the answers. Because they ain't been in this situation. They ain't been in this kind of thing. Well, how do you work that out? And you're married and you live in one state and she live in another. See, they don't know nothing because that's next level. And that's not to belittle or put anybody down. But when God has a different call on your life, see, you got to embrace what God is doing for you. Because, see, the thing is sometimes people will tie you to where they met you. All they know is this about you. All they know about, like, you ain't, you can't change. And we are people, we are always changing and morphing. I got up this morning, I was telling my wife, I said, I can tell I'm definitely getting older because my glasses don't seem to work no more. (laughs) And this leg keep on swelling. And so I know there's some changes that's going on in this body. But as these changes go in this body, that means what? I have to change some things. Well, I, I can't eat that no more. And I try to go to bed by 10 now. I'm telling you, I'm a night out, but I'm making myself go to bed by 10. I'm making some intentional changes. See, what I found out, I was looking at a little meme that came in the other day. They said, if you spend $27 and I think 10 cents a day for the next 365 days, you spent $10,000. Now, most of us, $27, that's not even going to give me a tank of gas. In fact, that's probably might just buy one person lunch, depending on where we're going. This is how high things are now, right? But think about it in terms of that. If you did it every single day, $27, $27, $27, and over a year you look back, $10,000 is kind of significant to me still. So think about the little changes in your life. Okay, you're not used to meditating. I know I'm not either. But what if I, if I got through praying, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to give this five minutes. And I get it for a couple of weeks. And you might find yourself, let me increase that to 10, 20, until you get to a point because see, we pray every morning. It's nothing for us to pray 30 minutes now, right? Because we so done, we've done it so much that we're used to it. I know we can go, we pretty much almost go an hour. Because what? We've gotten to a point that we've built up and we're used to it. And I don't know about you, but I don't even feel right when it don't happen. You see what I'm saying? I find myself in the corner somewhere. 
And what I'm saying, it's the same thing about meditation. Because now we've been talking to God all this time, but we don't give him time to talk back to us. Because I don't know about you, but when I get off with y'all in the morning, it's up to the gym or grab my drink, walk out the door, boom, 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 and I'm rest the rest of my day. Well, Lord, I talked I talk to you this morning, but God said, if you want to get there, if you want to see this church flourish, if you want to see this thing change, if you want to see this grow, it requires a little bit different. And I understand that I don't have the roadmap, but he said, I don't, you don't need nobody but me. If you will listen to me and do what I tell you to do, I will open up the doors. Right? This goes for your businesses. This goes for you and your jobs. This goes for you and your health. Because I've been struggling with, y'all know I've been struggling with my way, and I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? I just can't this, 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 this. And I come across this thing, and I did it before, and it's like all of a sudden, when the timing is right, then I focused again. So now all of a sudden, the timing is right, and I understand, okay, now I'm doing this fasting thing again, right? And as I fast and, and I do this, things are starting to change, and things are starting to move, and the body's moving a little bit differently, and, and, and my health is changing, and I can feel the changes in my body. What start here is going to get you there, but you got to ask him. He's going to give you the answers. So many times we pray and we ask God, and we ain't heard in five minutes, we gone. I included. But I'm intentionally challenging us. What about the meditation piece of this? What about the meditation piece of this? All right, next piece in this, and this is like four part, and I didn't want to put it in more out there because of the way it was. See, when you ask God in prayer, and he can ask, he'll give you what to do. The what? Well, what am I to do, Lord? Then he'll tell you what to do. He'll also give you instruction on how to do it. All of a sudden, you met somebody, and y'all connected. And this person so happened to have exactly what it is that you were looking for. I don't count that as coincidence. The who? Who, Lord, am I to contact? Lord, everybody seems like they want something. And I've been of that nature, too, myself. But then there's some people that God do have some who are just there, just waiting, just like that coat that was tied by there. Can you imagine, remember in the Bible they talk about when they got to the wire in the road and there was a coat that had been tied there, and Jesus told them, he said, well, look, go over there and tell that man that, that coat, I need that coat. That coat, I'm in need of him. The coat's never been ridden, he's never been done. He's been tied up there for years. And that, such as some of you is that you've been tied up intentionally because of the timing. I'm understanding and I'm learning more and more every day how important timing is. You and I are a result of perfect timing. Your parents got together at the right time for you to be conceived. Scientifically proven. Any minute shorter, not even a minute. We're talking about seconds. One of the people in the race with you would have won, not you. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. I mean, we ain't talking about that much. I mean, everybody was trying to get there. You made it. <laughs> Billions. How many others didn't make it? You were the one that won that race. So it don't take much. So the timing of a thing, like I said, bring back the cup. The timing of the thing, the timing of that, it was Christmas, and, and it was also this, and, and it was also that. So now, boom, everybody got to have this cup now. Same cup that been there the last 20 years. Now it's the most popular cup in the world, overnight. 
Same Shannon Sharp who been doing them videos all this time. They're timing up everybody at home, everybody chilling at the house. So let's drop this video right before the new, right at the new year when ain't nobody doing nothing anyway, but scrolling through the Facebook and all this stuff. And three days later, and 28 million views later, timing. Well, how do I know that timing? God has a place. He has a direct setup for you. I think about Bishop T.D. Jake. He was preaching for years in the mountains of West Virginia. Years. He said he was much like, first seven years, he said he couldn't get over 100 people. This is true, go read it. And it was the timing. He had a tape. This guy knew him. And he happened to be at Bishop Carter Pearson, the, the, the late Carter Pearson's office. And he said, have you ever heard of this guy? And he gave him the tape. He heard the tape. The next year he said he wanted this guy to be his keynote speaker. And that was Bishop T.D. Jake. And that was the start of the ministry that we know right now. So timing is essential. What I'm trying to tell you, brothers and sisters, whatever God is giving you, don't mean you stop just because it ain't happening right now. What you're doing is you keep building, and you keep going, and you keep doing, and you keep walking. I look at my, even my new job as a result of just perfect timing. I was in Alabama. I went to go see my friend. I talked to one person, he talked to another person. They said, we're looking for somebody, and you might fit the bill. I would have never looked down there, because I wasn't looking. The Bible says like this, it says, your blessings will run you down and overtake you. I won't look it. It found me. And I'm grateful that it found me. Because now it's changed my whole trajectory on how I look at some things. So God knows exactly when and where of how to move you and, and how to, to put you in a place. So all we got to do is trust him to say, okay, what, God? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Who do you want me to do it with and when? Because you can be doing the right thing at the right time, at the right place with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Then you can be doing the right thing, the right place, right person, wrong time. Mm -hmm. Then you can be doing the right person, right time, wrong place. Do y'all see how precise the God is we serve? Think about it, we serve a God that's so precise he said he knows the number of hairs on your head. He can count. He knows. He told, he told Abraham that way. His seed was going to be more numbers than the sands on the seashore. You know how many sands out there? And that's true to life, right? As the world continues to go, more and more people are going to go. We'll psych out at some point, and we're going to, to see him. And then what? There'll be others behind him. There's a new Jerusalem coming. They'll still be his too. Right? So all these things, he tells us what? So this is how do I get this? How do I line up? I line up by number one, I'm asking him. Because Lord, I got, I'm starting here. Lord, this is all I have. But it's going to get there. How many businesses have we heard of that just started in their garage? It started out as a project. It started as, I built this because I needed this for me. And somebody said, well, will you build me one? And when you build me one, and next thing you know, they got a full-pledged business. I tell my wife all the time, she started out making them wreaths. She was giving them away. This was years ago when we first got married. 
I said, girl, they too good to be giving them away. You think somebody that bad? Mm-hmm, I do. And it's called the bill. And now she got this. And now she in a store. And now people starting to buy stuff off the internet. I'm saying, yeah, you got to move this stuff out of the house. You're going to get your own warehouse. This is how it starts. So we just don't get there overnight, but it's a process. And in that process, God is, understand, is, is looking at us and saying, can I trust him? Can I trust him with this? Can I trust him with that? As I give him more, will he bless me? Will he take care of me? Will he go over there and give my name the honor and the praise? I saw something, and yes, I watched that interview, and I saw that man said that, and all the money he made, every city he go, he took at least 10% of what he had and gave it to the poor in that city. And people have confirmed this. This just wasn't the stuff he said. They confirmed it. Because there have been others who got on say, yeah, he did this for me, he did that for me. Now, what I find interesting about that is we have people who come to church every single Sunday <laughs> who read the Bible, who know the Bible, and yet they don't even believe that. He's not the first one. I think I heard L. Kujay say he did that. And some others who said they do. I think DMX used to say he did it. Now, if they understand just basic principles and laws of the Bible, and they do it, shame on us in the house of faith who said we got the truth, and we're fire baptized that we believe and we don't do. Think about that for a moment. So this is what he's talking about when he says that what? Um, in, the, in the last days, I'm going to say, um, um, I'm, you're lukewarm and I'm going to spew you out of my mouth because you just kind of got a little form of godliness, but you denied the power therein. Mm-hmm. That's what he says, right? Because you know the problem with lukewarm water, right? It grows disease. If the water's cold, it ain't going in. If it's too hot, it can't live in it. But at, in the middle, everything can grow. So he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Either you with me or you're not. Don't act like you halfway with me, halfway with me not. Because I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Do you not want to be around people? I say, yep, I just know that we are not friends. And I know we're good over here. It's the ones in between that scare you. Because if you need somebody, it's like, well, I know they ain't going to do it. This one, I know we'll do it. This one here, maybe, maybe not. Depends on what day it is and how they're feeling about me at that particular moment. Right? That's all. The danger zone is always in the middle. Those who sit on the fence, I tell people, you get hurt sitting on the fence. You get hurt like that. I don't know which way you're going to go. I'd rather you just tell me which way you go. Oh, is it lost focusing? Um, which way you're going to go and what you're going to do and, and, and move on. Right? So this is what he's telling us. So here he's, he's telling us what? Pray. Quench not the spirit. Because the spirit is always talking to us. This is when he said pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing doesn't mean I'm verbally saying a prayer all the time. What a prayer is simply doing is that I'm acknowledging him as king. I'm acknowledging him as Lord. I'm acknowledging him as, you know, what I have comes from you. And the ceasing part is what? That I'm connected. So I often think about it in terms of the internet. If you're not connected, you don't get any information. See, the thing about the internet, I can send stuff to it. And I send stuff back to them. And typically, correct me if I'm wrong, typically most people download faster than they upload. So it takes you longer to say something, but God already immediately sent the answer. It's do you have any static in between that? Do you have any, any interference in between you receiving the answer that he's already given you? We have proof of the, of the fact that what? Because Daniel said, well, Daniel prayed it was, what, 21 days? This is where people got the 21-day fast from, right? You know, but it was 21 days that the archangel Michael fought to bring him. He said the guy sent him his answer right away. 
And God has sent most of us our answers right away. It's like, do we believe it? Because we struggle with it because it's like, it didn't look the way I thought it was going to look. I said, Lord, I need a chair and a table. And, a, and an oak tree fell in the front yard. And I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do with this tree? You asked for, you asked for a chair and a table. Because he said, uh, he told men that what? We was going to work by the sweat of our brow. But he would bless our hands. He said, whatever you put in your hands, that he will also bless, right? So some of us, our blessings come in the form of that oak tree that just fell in the yard. The wind blew it over, perfectly good oak. But it's going to cause a little sweat on my brow. I'm going to have to cut it. I'm going to have to maneuver on it. I'm going to have to manipulate a little bit. I'm going to have to rub it a little bit. It's going to cause a little sweat equity. But at the end of the day, I have something that I know that he gave me. And some of you, I know you feel like you're starting over and you're starting from the bottom, but I'm here to tell you today. Start here. He's going to get you there. And you're going to realize and you're going to look at all the things that you missed and all the things that could have went wrong and all the things that, that, that did go wrong that you just didn't know about. So one of my preacher friends, or a real good friend of mine, and, and we was talking and I was telling him, about the bumblebee, and I think I've told y'all about the bumblebee before. And he told me, he said, well, he declared this year it's gonna be the year of the bumblebee for me and him. I said, okay, I hear you. And see, the thing about the bumblebee is, everything about the bumblebee, anatomically, according to his body, is that he don't supposed to fly. And the, the wise tale is that he flies because nobody else told him he could. He saw all the other bees flying. Now, I don't know if that's true. This is just a wise tale. So he saw all the other bees flying, so he just get off. But seriously, you can go look it up. The bumblebee don't supposed to fly. His wings are supposed to be too small because his body's too large. But somehow he flies. And I like to think that's us, that we walking on faith. But faith says, I don't see it, but Lord, I believe it, and I'm going to step out. And Lord, somehow you're going to work this out. And I ain't going to lie. That's a, it feels scary to live like that. You know why? Because I'm so used to being able to do it myself, and that's the problem. And that was the problem in the beginning, that he never wanted us to do it for ourselves. But because of what happened, our lack of faith in the beginning by not falling through in obedience, it required us to live in this state constantly. It was always God's intention to take care of us. It's still his intention to take care of us. But now it requires another step. It requires you to walk in faith, trusting, say, okay, I don't see, but I'm moving. Okay? And I did this. And then what happens is sometimes, you know, the Bible says, like they said, all, all things work together for the good of them who, um, who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Sometimes, even when I made a misstep, somehow that misstep turned into the right step. And see, that's the thing about faith. When you start walking out on faith, you... you the first hardest part is the first step. Because once you start to see these things, it's like, oh, okay. Then you do another. Y'all ever seen a kid start walking for the first time? We all had babies. Y'all see them the first time they walk? You see that look on their face like, <laughs> that's us, right? Then the next one. And then who on the other end? There's a mommy and daddy over there smiling like, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Yeah, come on, baby. And then they start to see. And then sometimes they start moving, then they get so excited, they start moving too fast, and what happens? They lose balance. But then what happens? The Bible says, then God's hand is not short when he can't save. 
soon as that baby go down, what did you do? You run over there and you pick him up and you encourage him and say, come on, baby, do it again. We're going to fall sometime. That's part of it, right? But you lift them up, do it again. And then that thing, next thing you know, they keep coming. And they keep coming. And for too long, you see them, they're run, they running around the house. This is how our faith works. It's the same way. The Bible says, like, if you let, unless you come to me as little, little children. This is how our faith is. He told Peter, Peter said, I want to come out there. Be to me to come out, Lord, if that's you. Come on out there, Peter. Peter, come on out there. And he good, and he started hearing everybody else. Dude, you're supposed to be doing that. Man, you don't have a college degree. How are you doing that? You don't have a doctorate degree. How are you doing that? You don't have the experience. You don't, you're too old to be doing that. Then you start listening. Dang, I might be kind of old. Oh, you know what? I, I, I don't talk that good. Or I don't have experience in this area. And then you start what? Self-doubt. And the doubt is what pulls you down. Because as long as he was not doubting and he had his eyes on Christ, then what happened? He was fine. But what happened? As soon as he started to sink, who was there? Christ was there to save him. And I'm here to tell you today also, last year was scary for me. I made two moves in the same year. I left my job of 13, 14 years, and, and I find it out now, more than anything, me having tenure, handicapped me. But it handicapped me right to the point where it was ready for God because the timing of it. So God knew enough stuff needed to happen to get me to the point where I said, you know what, I don't even care about this no more. I'm just ready to go. And then God lined it all up. I went there to NASA and think, oh, I'm going to stay here two years. God knew I won't stay for six months. He needed that to get me there because he knew I went to Alabama on my own time. Second day I'm there, I meet these people. And then my whole life changes. And things that I've been hoping for and praying for has now been made at my feet to the point it scares me. So now I'm like, okay, God, is this too good to be true? And what I found out is this is when you and I have been in trauma. You've been in trauma for so long when the right thing and everything you ask God to do for you that he's starting to do for you, it scares you to the point that you paralyze and you don't do anything. Lord, I need you to bless me, Lord, so I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Lord, I need you to open up this door, Lord. I need my family health and I need this. And how many of you ever been in that position where it seemed like everything was just going so good it scared you? You're like, God Almighty, something about to go down. And I don't even enjoy the moment. Been there. Still fighting it sometimes. Because in the back of your mind, it's like, it don't supposed to happen like this for me. But why not? So we've been so traumatized by what's happened to us and around us for so long that when God opened up, he said, look, you can't even enjoy yourself when I gave it to you. This is where we get into that thing where people self-sabotage. Because it was all good, but I messed it up. Because I didn't even believe it. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? Can't support. I'm telling you what your pastor did last week. Then I'm gonna let y'all go. So last week this time, you know, we didn't have service because we was doing the New Year's service, and and you all know I had this other truck, and I got my truck painted, and I was ready to drive my truck back to Alabama on last on on Monday, and I was getting everything, and I had a little issue with my truck because in my head I wanted. Cause I'm like, I didn't put the money, I didn't put the time in this, da 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 da. 
Okay, there was a part that was messed up on it. It wasn't working part of my computer or something. So I went to the junkyard up here, not far from here, and go get a piece for the junkyard. Put that piece in there. That piece won't work. And I traded it out. I got another one, and I put that one in there, and it wasn't working. And so I said, well, let me drive this down the road in the neighborhood to test it out. And as I drove it down the road in the neighborhood to test it out, in all my doing, running back and forth and this and that, I didn't latch my hood. On my brand new paint job, laser red, it's beautiful. Man, he waxed the heck out of that thing. And my hood flies off. Woo! On my truck, that I put all this money in. I'm ready to drive it back to Alabama. I got it rubbed down. It's pretty. Rims looking good. It's purring like a kitten. But in my quest for perfection, I screwed it up. I pull over the side of the road. I ain't even leave my neighborhood. I'm down the street. Because I'm just driving it. And the hood is sitting straight up like this. And I go out there and I can feel myself shaking like a leaf. I was so disappointed. Are you serious? Come on. And I'm sitting there thinking through my head, how did I not latch this thing back down? I done been under this thing. I done did this. I done spent this money. I got it ready. I got to drive it back to Alabama tomorrow. And I go down there and I can't shut it. And as I shut it, the hood folds over like a tin can. So now that's like a A-frame in the middle of my hood. And it's like this. And now it won't shut. And it's like that. And I, and I drove to the house. And I, and I called her. And I went in the first lady. And she had that look. Because every now and then, y'all pass to do some dumb stuff. Remember, I burned myself and all kinds of things with my car. Y'all know that. Y'all know. That's why I said y'all pray for me. So I guess it was my turn again. And I go in there, and I had that look on my face. She said, oh, my God, what have you done? <laughs> and Preston was right there, and I was trying not to cry in front of him, y'all. About to make me cry now. I was trying not to cry in front of him. I was like, I messed the hood up for that car. She was like, what are you doing? And I went out there, I took her, and she just looked at it. You're doing too much. Sometimes, brother, so I share. See, I can share y'all my stuff. So that, that car didn't get drove. I went back, and I said, well, I jumped right back under that F-150. I knew it was a little shock that needed to be changed. I went up to the van saw, I bought them shocks. I slid up under that thing. So I did a whole lot before I saw y'all on Sunday night. Slid up under that, changed them shocks. I said, we going to Alabama. We drove down there like a champ. Not a problem. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. And I drove back. But my other car is sitting there with a the nice little bent hood. But I went to the junkyard, and I went in, and I picked another hood. I called my paint guy. He said, yep, that's another three or $400 I might get you right. I'm like, oh, God. 100% my fault. But you, I share that to share. When all things, you got, you, when it's perfect, leave it alone. Enjoy the moment. What I'm learning is I'm going to enjoy this moment however long it lasts. And if it lasts the next 40 years, thank you, Lord. And if it lasts the next 40 minutes, thank you, Lord. You know, the pandemic came, some of us fussed about that. I got to sit at home and raise my son. I never got to really do that with my daughter like I wanted to. I made more money at the house during the pandemic than I did any other time. And I got to enjoy myself. These things. See, it's, as the Bible said, it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It ain't the big stuff, it's the little stuff. Come home, and now you, you find something, we find something to argue about. <laughs> Come on, right? This is how it goes. So what I'm telling us is 
We're starting here. We're going to get there. But getting there is going to require us to be invested deeply. Those two or three things, invest deeply. Ask God in prayer. Lord, are these the things that you want us to focus on as a family this year? Lord, is these the things that you want me to focus on in me, Lord, you to take me to the next level? Because I know what I do here, I cannot take there. And once I understand that, Lord, teach me, Lord, you in meditation, or oh, Lord, which scriptures to go to, Lord. Just let me sit there and listen, Lord. I know I might go to sleep one or two times, and I got to figure that out because I'm going to get to a point that I'm not sleeping, and God is speaking. And it's going to happen, so don't be discouraged. You're going to sit there, and you're going to go to sleep. And what I found out, another colleague or friend told, told me, he said, when, you, when you're in meditation and you go to sleep, that means you're tired. Go get some rest. And I know many of us don't want to do that. That's why I'm forcing myself to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Because <laughs> we always got other things to do. It's always something else I can do, I promise you. But I'm learning, look, i got to live in this moment. Because we don't know what's promised to us, today or tomorrow. God promised to us. You know, and all that stuff that man said in that interview, he actually said that. And I never th thought about it. He said, every day, live it like this. And if it's gone tomorrow, then you know, hey. And he said it would change everything. And the Bible tells us to live like that. So what I don't understand is why do we have to wait to somebody like that? Not that he's a terrible person, because I don't know the man person. He might be a wonderful individual from what I hear. But at the same time, we are believers of the household of faith. We walk by faith. And not by sight. He said the birds don't even worry about what they feed them because they know he's gonna feed them. And I know me, I mean, especially you know, the breadwinner in my house, I look, mm, don't do that. We gotta say this, we gotta say that. Yes, be prudent. Don't say be a fool. But you know what I'm saying. He's saying that what? Go for it. Okay, if he's pushing you to go forward, take the step. And is it scary out there sometimes? Mm-hmm. Faith doesn't mean that you ain't fearful. I'm scared a lot. Like, Ooh, I hope I ain't say that wrong. You know, I think about it all the time. Now the way they, they doing things in higher ed, they coming out to people left and right. I said, well, how many of my sermons are they going to pull up and hear me say things? I think like that. Because that's what they do. They went to pull this latest articles up from 25, 30 years ago to discredit her. So if they do it to her, certainly I'm, I'm, I'm free game. Because this is the age that we live in. Right? And this is why the Bible said what? We read this morning, he said what? Show yourself what? I'm going to say, he says this. In verse 5 and um, 22, he says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Do I believe TDJ did what they said they do? No. But it's the appearance. Because if he had his only shoulder and he at the parties, and is anything wrong with the parties? No. Man had a birthday party for heaven's sake. But at the same time, you gotta remember, he's human too. I don't believe he did those things. But at the same time, it's that part. Because the world's gonna use any and everything. When they come for you, they don't play fair. They don't play fair. So what does he say this in 23? He's 23, he says, and the very God of peace shall sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he, even Paul said, I know you're going to go through some stuff, but I'm praying that you be held blameless. And the thing that gets me at the end of the day, and I was thinking about this last night, and I'm going to close, is that 
when people get blamed and stuff like this, and we all have our time, I've had my time, and probably going to be some more. The thing that bothers you the most is those you know who know your character, when they say nothing. When those who you know supposed to know your character say, I, I know he didn't do nothing like that. Why? Because many times they're worried about that thing being turned on them. And this is the problem. So this is why I had to help myself blameless and live the very best I can. And Ronald does the very best he can. So then when I come to his aid, and they come looking at me, going to be like, well, who is he to say that? Let's look at him. I want them to find my life blameless. So my life is not perfect. There are little things, I, I call them, I ain't going to say they little things, but there are things I need to work on. There are some things I need to change. And I'm saying, Lord, give me the grace to get them changed. Because some of them takes a little time. Some of them I just got to move this and move that. And some of them I just got to commit to. But at the end of the day, because this is the same thing that Peter did. They said, he was with Christ. Oh, no, I won't. He had a chance to sustain, substantiate Christ, right? No, he was with him. No, no, it won't be. I don't know him like that. See, that's the ultimate test. The Bible said the ultimate test of a man is what? Would he give his life for his own life? The Bible said that. That's the ultimate test. Would you be willing? And sometimes that's not a physical life. It might be your reputation. And the Bible said now what? A good name is better than riches. So I fight hard for my name. And they came out to me one time, like you, and it won't even I'm like, they just, I'm like, how do people just make people literally do make stuff? I learned so much from listening to that guy. He was talking about people making stuff up. They just do. They do. Liars lie. I've seen it and went through it myself. When he said that and I saw it, I was like, my goodness. Lord, you are using this guy right here. Because they just make stuff up. And now you got to defend yourself. And the way our country is set up, you'll spend all your money defending your name. And then, you know what? Watch this. And they're going to put it on the front page of the paper. And then on the page nine, in the bottom left corner, they'll write a redaction. We were wrong about Brother Alex. <laughs> Who reading that? I want you to put it out there just as big as you did when you was calling me that. Or when you was accusing me of that. But that ain't what they do. So this is why we got to walk carefully, brothers and sisters. Are there many things we can do? Yes. But we also got to know it's the burden of the witness we bear why I can't. They say some things are sin and then some things are weight. Sin is sin, but weight, it's like, uh, you can. I'm obligated. I can, I can do this, but I can't because I know this is going to cause my brother to fall. Or this is going to cause my sister to have a problem. So therefore, I was self-sacrifice. This is what he talking about. That. He said, when you give your body as what? A living sacrifice? That's what he mean by living sacrifice. It ain't mean you're going to die. But there's some things that you might desire to do that you can do that are not going to be sin, but you giving it as a sacrifice because for that other person, it's going to lead to sin. And you already know it. And that's what they talk about. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. 
So therefore, yeah, maybe I can do this. But if I do this, and it's going to lead to this, and it's going to lead to that. For them, for me, it's not, I ain't about nothing about it. I go in the bar, I sit up there, I eat all the crab legs or whatever I want, chicken, whatever I'm doing, and get right out and drink all the water I can. <laughs> That's just me. Don't bother me. Bartenders probably don't like me because I'm not going to drink. But I take some people who sit up there with me, and he got a, he got a vice, and he owe sweating bullies. You know, and I just went over there just to eat. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I remember, and I, 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 I'm going to close. I'm not going to get Baptist on y'all. Just keep going. But I remember, and I, I say this, Felicia and I, you know, here in this area, you know, seafood ain't really, really fresh because they got to bring it in from everywhere. And somehow we found out that Hooters serve crab legs. And Felicia loves crab legs. So we went over, and we got crab legs. And people were like, oh, you, your wife let you go to Hooters? I'm like, no, she's with me, right? <laughs> So I said, she's with me. And she like, and she was like, hey, okay. And they're like, yeah, we're going there for the crab legs. See, we're going there for one thing, but people are looking at us, well, why did they go into that establishment and that bar? And we really went in just for the food. That's really all we cared about. But others were looking at other things. So now I've learned, I'm gonna go over to Publix and get them crab legs. <laughs> The brother Alex put me on, and we're going to steam them up, and we're going to enjoy them at the house now. Same crab legs. I would have preferred to have been served to me, but that's the thing I do, so I won't have the appearance. Now, some people are like, well, it's America. I should do whatever I want to do there. And these things are true. But then you wonder why he's blessing me this way and why he's not blessing you that way. There are some things that I've done. Not that I know. It's his grace now. Because he can turn it on a dime. But I do believe he honors us because he sees us trying to keep the witness. So maybe I get a better price for him. And I go over to Publix and the guy said, well, look, I'm going to throw these other two in here because I ain't got no more in the back. <laughs> right? And I, and I get a different price. I get a better price. Or I, I walk somewhere and I find money. I found $100 the other day. But I'm still debating my hands. Is this real? Because I'm traumatized, like, Lord, because I don't want nobody to see you. That's the thing. I don't want nobody to say, I had a fake bill, and da 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 and now I got to deal with this. Because, see, this is how the world conditions us to think. Versus anybody else. The guy that went right to the Walmart over here, spent the fastest they got, and moved on. Because we, we have to walk a little bit more carefully because of who we are and who we represent. So I'm done. It's 1030. God bless you all. I love you all. I hope that this has been a tremendous blessing to you on this morning, the first day of the year. Start here and get there. What's got you here is not going to take you there. So please ask God in prayer. Listen to him in meditation. He will give you the what, the how, the who, the when, and what to do. God bless you all on this morning. If there will be any who will desire prayer. Hallelujah. If not, we'll move towards our offering part of our service. And um, on this morning, just so grateful to see so many of you here and in person. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. So as we move to our offering part, we're getting fancy now. We got the QR codes. Did it come up? Yeah. So um, this morning, you can get that. QR code there.
that would take you there if you decide to use a credit card um, or what, what have you to um, be able to give this morning. Or you can do our cash out. We still have cash app, cash app. So I get these names off with them, sorry. <laughs> the cash app um, is um, dollar sign safehouse church gso.com. Again, it's dollar sign safehouse church gso.com. Or you can do Zale. Zale at offering. It's offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Um, Again, it's offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Um, or you can write a check on a money order to Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. And I want to let you all know we have some people who, um, who are not of our congregation who give a lot to Miss Ministry. So we want to continue to pray for them. Amen. We have one individual. She's giving consistently. Every single month, I get a check in the mail from her. Amen. And then I had another, just on last week, wrote us a check for $2,000. Amen. So um, people are, are listening. God is moving on hearts. I know we're not the biggest congregation, but he's touching. Because God has it all. Amen. And he holds the king's heart in his hand, and he can tell them whichever way we may. So, you know, I was thinking, Lord, well, what are, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And he tell me to be quiet and watch him move and just do what we're supposed to do. So um, God bless you all, I love you all, and we're gonna move on here. And let's get a benediction and we're gonna get y'all on out of here. So if you'll stand. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you right now, Lord, we wanna say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for how you washed up and care for us, Lord, how you gave us up and down the dangerous highways, Lord, we thank you for our jobs, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our homes, Lord. We thank you for our children, Lord. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for peace of mind, Lord. We thank you for being stable in mind, Lord. And we ask on this day, oh God, that we take this message, Lord Jesus, and that we walk forward, Lord. That we walk by faith and not by sight, Lord. That we start here and we get there, Lord Jesus. There which you would have us to be, Lord Jesus. In prayer, oh God, and meditation in you, Lord Jesus. And understand the what, the who, the when, the where, and the how. But know, Lord Jesus, that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called according to your purpose. Lord, let us walk in purpose, O oh God. Let our good not be evil spoken of, O oh God. Lord Jesus, let us be blameless, Lord Jesus, as we go forward, Lord, to give your name all the honor and the praise. Now, get each one of them traveling mercy, O oh God. Take them where they need to go. Bring them back safely, O oh God, to their homes, O oh God. I ask that you give me safe travel the airways, O oh God. Lord, you take me back to Alabama safely, Lord, and let me do the things I need to do while I'm there. Watch over and keep us, strip us, Lord, like only you can. We actually do all the things of others in the powerful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you all. I love you all. Our next meeting face-to-face -face, I have now for February the 4th, but I'm going to have to change that date, and I'll let you know ASAP. I'm going to have to change that date Um and I don't know if you all knew, I won another award. And God's opened up another door. And I won an award for the, the trio, I'm the trio awardee of the year for 2024 for the Southeast region. Um, so this is me being up and down in these things over the years. Now these are more like lifetime achievement awards and I was um, nominated and I won. And they fly me into um, Savannah, Georgia to give a speech that Monday morning. And so they want to fly me that day. So. I'm asking that you all bear with me. I get the next day and check with him, and we probably just gonna slide down to the next weekend. But I want to double check that and make sure I can line up all the flights and things with that. So um, God bless you all. Thank you for um, 
worked with me on that. But I also would make sure service was good, so you ain't got to worry about that. In fact, I got my flight after we have service. So we have service first, then I go catch my flight. So um, thank you all. You all continue to pray for me. Those online, so many of you online, God bless you all. Love you all. Glad to have you all. Have a good one. Remember, we'll be in prayer on tomorrow at 6 a.m. The same way you got on Zoom this morning, we'll be there at 6 a.m. We'd love to have you there. God bless you all. Love you. Bye-bye.